Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 150. Oh, man. That's such a round number, 150, 150. We've been doing this for about 150 weeks where we're talking to you about the, the updates in current business, news, investing, financial planning, as well as just my numerations, rumorations, if either of those are a word, on what's going on, how to stay motivated, how to do the things that you want to do in your life. But before we even get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate, and review the podcast. Folks, I'm doing this with a slight cold. I'm like 90%. That's not bad. Everyone's got a little cold, runny nose, whatever. I'm doing this at 90% health. And that's why you have to do me a 100% favor and share this, like this, support the podcast in the link if you can, because we have a fun and exciting episode this week. What? Why not? Let's just get into it right now. Okay, folks. So what's going on in the market as of now? So the big things is the Fed meeting wrap up, which was yesterday. And it was kind of what we expected. They were going to boost rates, short-term borrowing rates by another half a percent. Um, and so they're boosting by another half a percent. And this again is to cool inflation, which we've seen peak in the last five, six months. We've seen it peak, but we have not seen it move substantially towards the inflation run rate goal of 2%, which is probably a, a long shot goal at this point. So they're going to continue hiking. The central bank is going to continue hiking rates till 2023. And it's projected that the Fed's fu- Fed fund rates, the short-term borrowing rate, um, it's going to peak at uh, about 5.1% on average there. So um, with Wednesday, with yesterday's half a percentage hike that we got, um, we're currently at a Fed funds rate about 4.25 to 4.5%, per- well, which is the highest rate in 15 years. So that's telling you this is the last time, it was about 15 years ago, when they, we've had this high of a Fed funds rate. Um, and really, again, it's to slow down inflation. Like, why are they doing this to slow down inflation? But what's the other side of slowing down inflation? You deteriorate, um, you slow down the market, you slow down the economy. You're going to slow down the economy because there are going to be um, higher borrowing costs, job, job destruction. Um, and you saw it in the recent disappointing sales report. We had a retail sales report showing how much you know people are spending, consumers are spending on retail goods, and the, the sales fell 0.6% in November last month. That's according to the Commerce Department. That was a bigger loss than is estimated. It was going to be 0.3% estimated decline, but it was higher because people, again, are not spending less jobs, and that's going to stop inflation, but it's also going to deteriorate earnings and, and GDP for the economy, which would you know not be a good thing for stocks. So, you know, it's a good thing in the long term for us. Again, I pointed to this last week when I was on and saying that we are going to have a rough Q1, rough Q4, rough Q1 of 2023, and maybe into 20Q2. But then it's going to clear up because then hopefully we'll have a positive rate raising. And then we will finally see, um, you know, a decrease at some point. They'll have to. It's just if you look at the numbers, um, you know, shelter, 
is is going up minimally month over month. Um, and that's hopefully peaking. But if you take an example of it, like let's look at what groceries and, and inflation is doing to groceries. Like you take your standard purchase basket of goods that cost $100. In January of 2022, it would be 109 So, you know, you're looking at the compounding effect of inflation. So it's the percentage increase that they show is compounded on the last percentage increase, compounded on the last one year over year, or if it's month over month. So you take your, take your standard purchase that costs $100. Now in January of 22, it'll be 109 and in November, it would have cost 114 So that's why you're not really seeing a change. You're not going to see a change in the price, really, or a decrease, obviously, in the price at the grocery store. You're just going to see a slower rate of increase. Um, and so you're just seeing that all over. Um, and it's something to take hold of. Um, one thing you'll see is housing go down. So you may see if housing prices start to go down, that's a big part of CPI and how they calculate consumer price index components. So if housing is the biggest factor and that starts to go down and it's on lagging data, and of course the Fed's going to see that and be able to discern uh, that, oh, okay, maybe we are at a place where we can pause rate raising at a certain time. So that's something to look out for is how the housing um, data is, is starting to move downwards because it takes up a big part of the CPI index with food and beverages um, and transportation with the next two biggest parts of the CPI index. So you're going to see so much more of that. Um, and that's our current uh, current environment right now. Um, but again, long-term investors, that's why staying versus guys, not just buying these random tokens that people talk to you about um, is a better play um, than doing doing all this stuff where we're able to you know have an expert advise and grow funds over time because again i told you back in 2020 many people were just saying buy arc buy this buy that where are those people are they still here or do they just buy all this crap that was never never a long-term play um never something that would sustain in volatile markets that's then why experts are able to do these things um so let's go into that's a long market update um and we'll have more of that but let's go into what's going on in the, in the current environment business today we saw it. It finally happened. Sam Bankman-Fried, I've been talking about him for weeks now, has been arrested. Um, and he was arrested in, um, in the Bahamas at the request of the U.S. government. There's over $1 billion of customer funds missing. He was supposed to have a scheduled testimony before Congress, but he was arrested a day before. He was supposed to go off. I, I think someone leaked or got a hold of his prepared remarks, and he was going off on everyone and blaming everyone else besides himself. Um, and John Ray III, he's overseeing the FTC bankruptcy. He's when in these situations, they usually relinquish the OTO, put someone in charge to take over the company. It's usually a lawyer that does these sort of things. And John Ray III is the person seeing it. He said this case is old-fashioned embezzlement. They were just taking the funds that were earmarked for something else and doing something else with them, which is horrible. And that is embezzlement. Um, they said this goes back to 2019, long before the crypto winter. So they were never following, following any rules. Um, and so we'll see. Now he's been arrested and we'll see who speaks on other people. He's got, you know, other people. He wasn't just doing this alone. He was main corporate corporate of this, but there was other people involved. And so we'll have to see, you know, what comes down from this and who else gets involved and, and um, what else we can learn from what was all going on under their weird old Bahamas commune house. We'll see. We'll see. Um, in other news, in more and more news, so much, so much, people are pulling their crypto from exchanges in rec record numbers. That's to be that's understood. And again, self custody is not a bad thing. 
Um, that means, you know, in a hot wallet, cold wallet, self-custody of your crypto assets, because people are pulling their cryptos from exchange in record numbers. Those 1.5 billion last month and billions in outflows this week alone. Uh, of course, the reasons could be FTX's collapse and you have, you know, things going on at Binance. People are like, hey, what's going on with, with Binance? Um, um, and all the other big exchanges. I mean, you have Coinbase that's public. But again, people are like, all right, what are we doing here? What's going on? Do we need regulation in this area? Because we probably do need a little bit if there's no one, you're in the Bahamas and you're making companies and that with lack of regulation, oversight, rules, compliance, you know, those things are needed. And that's why we have them because people get a hold of greed and start doing the wrong things, you know? Horrible, horrible, horrible. But moving on, Delta, you know, they're talking about the airlines. Gonna add two CNBC pieces last week just talking about the airlines and what's going on the airlines are optimistic they're guiding higher they're expecting to double their profits you speaking delta specifically they said next year's expected earnings are going to double previous estimates they said demand remains strong people still want to spend on flying to wherever they're controlling the inflation and recession fears but they still think that things will be good and they're they're optimistic We'll see if that holds, if the consumer um, kind of cracks in the first quarter. Um, but that's what they're saying right now. They're fairly, fairly hop- optimistic um, about the about the next year and guiding higher on this news. Again, we talked about it in the beginning of the market update. Disinflation is it? Are we coming, you know, to a place where prices are going to come start to come down and and we're to de- have disinflation? We'll see. Um, but there's talks about that um, in general. More layoffs happening, which is unfortunate news. But Blue Apron said it's going to lay off 10% of the staff. 10% of the staff, um, the meal kit delivery company saw its market cap plunge to $30 million this year from $1.9 billion in 2017. That's a credible um, drop. And they said that they're going to cut 10% of staff, which you know is always unfortunate when these things come about and you hear about them. So Elon Musk, I keep having to talk about it every every week, and um, you know, for people that may not want that every week, but he has disabled and suspended a Twitter account follower that was named at Elon Jet. Um, it's a pri- it, it was following the movements of his, his private jet in real time um, because the, there was a bot that was doing that. He, and Musk said he explicitly did would not ban the account as an evidence of a commitment to free speech. But yesterday the account was banned. Um, and Sweeney spoke to Seth, so saying where so we're um, saying that he's and chat tracking out his personal accounts were banned. So Sweeney is apparently the guy that had this at Elon Jet bot Twitter account, and he also had his own personal account. But he said that they were banned from tracking, from being on the Twitter platform. Uh, must change the policy and said you cannot track me, cannot watch where I'm going. And I get that. I mean, hey, try to protect your family. You don't want people knowing, you know, where you're going in real time, that's kind of scary for for everyone, I would assume. Um, and so he has banned that Twitter account and 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 not allowed that person um to have that account anymore. So um yeah, we'll see. You know, I think it's it's it makes a hundred percent sense uh to not have someone be able to track you in real time. That could be very, very scary uh for a lot of people. Um, and what is there more news? We've got so much that's happened um, in the last few 
last week or so. How's everyone feeling? It's staying safe and healthy. You know, speaking for myself, it's been pretty healthy, pretty good. I just have a slight cold. But going into the holidays, which would be good times to spend with everyone in your family and relax and enjoy. So with that, we'll get into the next section of the podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the next update. We're doing the roundtable today. I wonder what people like better, questions of the week or roundtable. I think they're both informative. They can both have their high points, their low points. But today, we'll talk about how to prepare for 2023. How do we prepare for 2023? Because it's right upon us. It's so crazy to think that's, what, 16 days away, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, 2023 is right around the corner. I think a couple things for people to understand is the first half could be bumpy. Right, we went through 2022, which was a drawback from the euphoria of 2021. Right, the easiest time to ever do anything in the world uh, was 2021, <laughs> and now the euphoria has worn off. Um, and 2022 was not so um, euphoric. But if you look at what's happening, um, there's opportunities. There's opportunities to to elevate yourself. There's opportunities to do some great things, even in the first half of 2023, which could be economically a drawback, you know, when you talk about the macroeconomic levers, there'll be drawbacks. But if you look at different things, those are opportunities to one, look at assets that have drawn down based on the fact that the macro environment isn't as pretty. So that goes from housing to equities to all these things that of course have cycles that they go through, but some people don't understand that the cycles are opportunities right? You couldn't just be doing things at the euphoric times. That's actually the probably, you know, based on if you're thinking about paying for something or buying something, euphoric times is probably the least, timing-wise, the least opportune to do something. Think about your own business or starting something. You could survive and do stuff during economically less favorable times. You'll certainly thrive when those times turn around. So think about how you're leveling up in 2023 is just setting these long-term goals for yourself um, and doing the work every day. Doing the work every day is the important part we forget because it can be easy to not, but doing the work every day is what's going to separate people in these, in these scenarios. So um, whether that's, you know, attaining new clients, working hard at the job, especially if you're in corporate, once you get past Q1, you'll probably be in a good situation as, as budgets will be set. But doing these things are crucial as we prepare for 2023 because we want it to be a better year. I would assume people are like, oh, you know, you know, I grow, uh, for me personally, I feel like I grow every year. I learn every year. The leaps and bounds that I grow and accomplish in, from year to year, it just surprised me. But um, it's always pushing yourself forward, especially if you don't have a, a group around you that, that feels like they're doing the same thing. Hopefully you find that in this group um, and the people in this community because it's super, super important. It may be hard to do that. Um, so yeah, this is this is really good. I think we need to continue to push forward. 2023 is just upon us. Let's set goals, reiterate them as the things come about, do the work every day, and we'll be fine as we head into the new year. Well, folks, make sure we do those things. Make sure you share, like, subscribe, and five-star rate and do this podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>